Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And this would be that fellow on the other side called Bill Knight. How are you? I'm fine, boy. I'll tell you this. It's amazing what a day will do when it comes to the news. Um, (laughs) Well, I was going to say that Trump has said that he has been notified by uh, this Jack Smith fellow, the special counsel, that he will probably be indicted. And he was supposed to go and testify uh, within, I think, four days. And... uh, I got yeah. I, I got a cut to play in a second from uh, uh, Gretchen. What's her name? Uh, Gretchen Greta. <laughs> Gretchen Greta Van Sesteren's show last night. She had two former federal prosecutors on her show, and right. uh, they have some advice for the president. But you were going to say I don't. I, well, I, I was just sitting here looking. I have a lot of uh, a lot of suspicion. Well, there's no suspicion. It's very obvious. But you can't figure out what's going on here um, because. These are cronies of the Biden administration. The two biggest threats that are out there right now for mm-hmm. uh, the Democrats are Trump. He has been and always will be a threat unless they can find a way to take him out. And they're saying they're going to do it this time. Now they're going back to the January 6th and the election interference. Oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, he was interfering with the election and oh. the Electoral College and all of that. Well, you know, and, and, and the vice president has no thing in the Constitution. Okay, let's just say that you're right about that. And let's get down to uh, the states that vote. Um, 32 states do say that you've got to uh, cast your electoral vote the way that the election goes or turns out. All right, with that said, though, is it election interference if you're sitting there going, no, we want to challenge this because we believe that the vote was wrong? Well, the Biden administration is saying, yes, it is. Um, but this is Bull. this is an obvious third world ploy on the part of this administration, in my opinion. Well, uh, they are doing something here which in our country has never happened before, really, even during the Civil War. Uh, the argument about uh, uh, secession and uh, slavery uh, was different than this that's happening now. I mean, the slavery issue was debated out in the open. It was divided, seriously divided. It tore the country apart for a while, but it, it was not hidden. It wasn't subversive. This, on the part of the Biden administration, is subversive. They're trying to make it sound like... Um, what Trump did was uh, treasonous. It was uh, sedition. They used the word sedition. It was it was none of those things. They're they're saying that he incited the riot on January sixth. He said peacefully. There was no riot. I'm going to correct you right there. That was not a riot. But that's what now, they're what saying, I, no, Bill. They're saying it was a riot. They're not saying it, it wasn't was a, a riot. It was not an insurrection. And it's been proven now that they. In they induced, they enticed what what took place there. They sat there and manipulated it. So everything that we're talking about, but they right won't now admit to is, that, Bill. They won't admit to it. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely a hundred percent correct. But the administration, the Jack Smiths, these people, uh, the Merrick Garlands, they're hiding all of that part of the story, and they only want you to think that there was one villain here and that was donald trump they're hiding certain pieces of the puzzle 
the story. They're not telling everything. It's manipulating the narrative, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is called propaganda. (laughs) It's not public relations. Oh, well, it is actually public relations because public relations sometimes involves propaganda, which is now brings me to the second person that, you know, is highly regarded as a uh, environmental lawyer, has written many books, very popular, great family name. I mean, we're talking about RFK Jr. here, Robert Kennedy. And all of a sudden, if you look him up in Wikipedia, oh, yeah, he's known for his books and being an environmental lawyer. But he's now also uh, a a guy that uh, uh, promotes vaccine propaganda. Oh sure, they not are, only that they, they had he had two of his um, a brother and a sister come out. No, I'm sorry, a sister and a nephew come out criticizing his uh, stance on COVID nineteen. Uh, Joseph Kennedy the third, who was I guess his nephew and a former representative, and Carrie Kennedy, who is uh, I think she lives in Maryland. Uh, they both came out and it was like they were reading from the Democratic playbook. Forget family loyalty. Forget family loyalty for some of these people. You know, and they, they talk to two people on the family who are outliers, right? And and they make it sound like the entire family is against him, right? And that may not be the case. It may be that there are others in the family who are very much on the side of RFK Jr. Yeah, but I I was talking to somebody. We were talking about them earlier. They're, uh, they're going to uh, uh, Michigan right now on vacation. Michigan? Vacation? Phew. Would go to Michigan, <laughs> but either way, you know they 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 were talking about you know DeSantis. He's falling from my radar, but uh, it's always been Trump. It'll always be Trump unless they do something to take him out of the race, and then it's Kennedy. Trump and Kennedy are the two big players, whether you want to believe it or not, out there, and that's who the Democrats are targeting. And they've made it a lifelong profession now to villainize uh, Trump. And I got to ask you, yeah, I haven't, I didn't look at the uh, at the percentages, but of all the crimes that he's been accused of, what is the probability that every time they say, "Oh, he's guilty of this," it's true because. He might be the most indicted, most villainized, criminalized they, person they will indict in him. history. They will indict him for uh, jaywalking. They will indict him for parking in a no-parking zone, uh, for uh, an expired meter. They will indict him. It's, these people, if they could, and this is terrible to say this, if they could physically eliminate him from the planet and not get in trouble, they would do that. These people are... I think they're they're afraid of him. They look yeah. they look around and they see a guy who has been indicted and he gets stronger. And, and and so what do they do? By the way, they indict him. They they threaten to indict him again. And and what's going to happen? He will get stronger. But you know what they risk here? And this is the this is the thing that scares me. There is an element in our country right now of people who are fed up to here, and you can guess mm-hmm. where. I'm gesturing. They're fed up to here with uh, uh, what's happening to President Trump. They, they know that it is absolutely total injustice. This is Soviet Union 101 stuff that uh, yeah. this administration is doing. 
Exactly. And I, what, Bill, what I'm afraid of is, is they're pushing a certain faction of our country to violence. I th- and that, that you know, I, I pray to God that uh, doesn't happen because I think innocent people will lose. I, I, you know, th- th- you know th- it's almost like what they want. It's almost like if the other side can incite violence, they can blame that violence. See, I told you, it's Trump's people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A- and that that will be that'll hurt hurt his move. Now, you've heard of the uh, the GOP unity uh, uh, uniparty senators, right? Oh, you mean Romney and Thune and McCloskey? Yeah. Okay, so these senators are openly warning that if putting America's interests first, this is their words, if putting America's interests first is going to be demanded by the voters, that's it, we're done, we're becoming Democrats. Get the hell out of the party! We don't need you! Because? Bye-bye, Romney! Go to hell! I said it, yeah. Because... Uh, they don't put the, Dem- the Democrats don't put America's needs first. Americans' needs are not put. If, if, if think of it this way, if this administration was concerned with America's needs, they wouldn't tear open the border and allow unknown people into our country: criminals, uh, drug dealers, child traffickers. They wouldn't allow it. If they cared about America first, they would protect this valuable country. But they don't. They don't care. They well, want to. I'm, go ahead, Bill. I'm, I was just going to say right now, there are elections coming up. I don't know when Romney is coming up again, mm. but vote him the hell out. I don't know when the rest of that Unity Party uh, bunch is coming up for a re-election. Vote him the hell out. They're done. Yes. If they say that the American voice is not what they listen to, get the hell out. Not only out of Washington, out of D.C., get on a boat, get out of the country. And you these, don't, You're not an American. You know, get th- lost. Romney showed his colors a long time ago. I'm talking well, that about. Bird don't fly I'm, around here. I'm talking I'll about when. He, I'm talking about when he was the governor of Massachusetts. When he was governor of Massachusetts, he was pro-abortion. And then he found it to be politically correct to be pro-life. And he became pro-life. And because he was going to run for the presidency as a Republican, and he knew that would, uh, it, that would be a beneficial move for him. He, well, he, yeah. he, goes, by, he goes by the wind, political winds. Yeah, his, his loyalties blow in the wind. And see, there's another thing that that friend mentioned, said, you know, I might lean Republican, but I'm registered as an independent, and I don't always vote one party or the other. I vote for the candidate that I think is the best. And wake up voters, Republican and or Democrat. It's not about the party. It is about the candidate and who is best suited for the job, but not I would, what party wants I, to run the I would submit right now, Party makes a big difference. A huge. It should not. But it does. It does. Yeah. Because I was if, born if, a Democrat, if, I'll always be a Democrat. Say, My kids will be a Democrat. They're dumb rats. Hey, but let's say, hypothetically, the guy is um, a moderate Democrat, kind of middle of the road Democrat. There is no such thing. You get into Congress, 
you get into the Senate and you are instructed to march lockstep or the things that you really want for your state won't get voted on. The things that you want to make you look good in your state won't happen. So what happens? These guys who are Democrat, who even if they're moderates, like like uh, Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin is kind of a middle of the road Democrat. But when he gets into the Senate and and important bills are put on the table, like Biden's budget bill, uh, he caves like a cheap suit because he's afraid he's not going to get his stuff passed. And, and well, uh, see, that's yeah, that's all part about that that political deal making. And then you got to wonder, well, besides the political deal making, who's really pulling the strings? Are they elected officials, or are they non-elected officials? Look at Soros and his son. Yeah, I saw that. They are the top Democratic donors right now. They are piling in the money. Yeah, you I know, saw that. To help Biden out. I think they. And, I think they tapped out. I think they are. Uh, they've run out of. Uh, I guess these, there are limits as far as how much you can yeah, put there in. There is, but and they've you reached know what? it. Yeah, yeah, there's there are ways. Look, if Biden is good for anything. He's good for showing you how you can dance around the law because only criminals yeah. know how to do that. Yeah, I mean, look at Zuckerberg. He put four was it four hundred million dollars into the twenty twenty election. Uh, that that kind of was over all of the limits, but nobody said a thing. Four hundred million dollars. Now, yeah. I, if I had the money, if I hit the lotto, uh, is it tonight? I think it is tonight. Yeah, if I hit the yeah, billion dollars tonight, is a lotto night. Yeah. If I hit the billion dollars tonight, and I wanted to put four hundred million dollars into Trump's campaign, there'd be all kind of red flags, you know. But hey, yeah. anyway, uh, Greta Van Sesteren had uh, two prosecutors on her show last night, and uh, they were talking about how Trump should respond. Former federal prosecutor and former assistant United States Attorney for the Northern District of Georgia, Francie Hanks, joins me in studio and former U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Alabama, Jay Town, joins me. Francie, first to you. I'm sure that you sent out target letters. I'm sure Jay did. Um, am I wrong in my description of target letters? No, you're dead right. I mean, Trump would be crazy to respond to the target letter, respond to the information and the invitation in it, and go in and testify in front of the grand jury, which is what, of course, Jack Smith wants. It's what they always want, because when you're the subject of a target letter, it means the prosecutor has built the case, right? The evidence is there. And really, all they're waiting for now is for you to come in and either admit or deny or fail to come in at all. And then they'll tell the grand jury that they invited you and you didn't show up. Jay, um, in, in your years of experience, did anyone take the bait to be so stupid? And I practiced, I was a criminal defense lawyer for years, but when you get, in, you know, when you get a target letter, I mean, that says, you know, we're going to get you, that comes in and wants to talk to you, talk to a grand jury. There's a few, Greta, uh, and good to see both you and Francie tonight. I, you know, you, you let in with how stupid can they be. I loved it when they showed up. Um, if anything, at trial, their story is locked in. As a career prosecutor, uh, you know, I knew the questions to ask, or, or my AUSAs did when I was the U.S. attorney. Uh, so it, it, it did help the case, typically, uh, because they're locked into their story. Uh, when we know so much more, uh, they, don't, they don't know what we know. They don't know what the witnesses have told us or what the documents that we've subpoenaed have told us. So uh, it typically works out very favorably for the government. And you're right, Donald Trump's not going to appear before the grand jury anytime soon. Uh, and if I was advising him, I would tell him not to. Uh, doesn't mean he's not going to make a speech tomorrow all about it, though. 
You know, though, Francie, it's almost to me, though, grandstained by a prosecutor because another way that this could be handled, and the way it's t it oftentimes handled, my price law, is that the prosecutor would say to me, look, you know, um, you know we're probably going to indict your client. And if you want to come in and talk to me, you can. But instead, someone sat down at a typewriter and on the Department of Justice letterhead and special counsel and sends it out. Now, of course, it was President Trump who leaked it, but what a waste of time. Well, it's a waste of time, but what they should have done, Greta, is what really good prosecutors do when they know that their target is never going to come in and talk to the grand jury. They could have asked for a proffer, and that would have been the sensible course of action because it all would have been secret other than Trump potentially leaking it. But they could have said to his lawyers, come in and give us a proffer. What would he say to these allegations? And that is protected, unlike testifying in front of the grand jury, which if he does and he's found to lie, could result in more charges. Whatever his lawyer tells the prosecutors is protected. And so they could really hash it out. What are you alleging? Oh, here would be our defense to that. That is not how it happened. And, and it's, and I mean, it's, I think it's end game, don't you, Jay, that the indictment is forthcoming on the, you know, this is like, why would you send a, send a target letter and ask for comments? I mean, you don't, you don't talk to Trump first. You talk to the, you want to talk to the key person last. So they've talked to everybody else. They're ready to go. They're ready to pull the trigger. Yes, you're 100% you're right. And what I don't like about the way the prosecution of Donald Trump, the way it's sort of unfolded, um, to, to Francie's point, you know, now Donald Trump could have, his lawyers could have done a proffer, but the government could have also done a, what's called a reverse proffer, which is to, you know, here's the case against your client. Here's the proofs that we believe we can prove beyond a reasonable doubt. What are your defenses to that? Show us where we're wrong and let's, let's maybe, uh, you know, tighten this thing up a little bit. This is the former president of the United States states. Half the country is believing or more that there is a two-tier justice system right now. This is incredibly important to use our discretion as prosecutors wisely in this case in particular. And it sure doesn't feel like that. Like I understand that we, every, nobody's above the law and we and we hear that constantly. But we, but we also have to remember that we cannot afford to have all the equities of the justice system destroyed to prosecute one man. You know, um, I always, as I say, Francie, I think like a defense lawyer still, and I think, well, how would I defend this case? And this is about the January 6th case and whether or not the president incited something. You know how I would try it? I would go out and get every single violent protest. Every time, you know, Portland burned or anything else, I'd pull every single comment by every politician about it, even though it may have been after the protests. If it's after the protests, the crime is accessory after the fact, encouraging it, maybe encouraging more. I would pull every single video of everybody, every Everything that anyone said in this country about protests. Well, you had Chuck Schumer standing in front of the Supreme Court telling Justice Kavanaugh, we're coming for you. And what happened just days later, someone went for Kavanaugh and his family armed to the teeth, apparently with things like bracelets intending to tie up his family and kill him. So where are the charges yes. against Schumer? I, I think it's fairly easy to defend this case. I, I wow, that's a that's Greta Van Zestrin and a couple of uh, former prosecutors for the federal government. And, and they're essentially saying, don't respond. Do not respond to the uh, the invitation <laughs> that uh, he had four days, I guess, to uh, to speak. Anything you say can and will be held against you in a court of law. Yeah, that is the warning up front. That is your Miranda right. Use it because they will use your words against you. You know what's interesting, Bill? They're going to. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know where this is going, uh, but every single time something like this comes out, a, a, an indictment on Trump, it seems to coincide with a failure on the part of the administration. 
be it uh, uh, Biden and this cocaine thing. Uh, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to erase the, the negative uh, news that came out of the administration by the, by putting this story out that we're going to we're going to put Trump in jail. You know, it's it's like they're trying to make you not see all the damage they're doing by causing damage in a different place, you know, going after Trump. I, I, I cannot, I, I don't put anything past these guys anymore in this administration. It is obvious third world stuff they're doing. This is, this is like a mm-hmm. dictator in Venezuela or, or in Brazil or someplace. You don't like your opposition. He's, he's ahead in the polls. All the polls have him beating DeSantis big time, like 56 or 60 to like 17 now. But, He's also beating Biden in the same polls, and they, See, they now they're they're trying to manipulate the polls, and they're doing a good job at that too. Because there's oh no 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 Biden's winning, Biden's winning my butt. That you know he's not winning a damn thing, and they know it, and or they wouldn't be doing it if they were so. Okay, here's a question for you: mm-hmm. If Biden were such a great president. And is doing such a great job, never trips up steps, never trips up his words, falls asleep, you know, when he's meeting with a prime minister or anything like that, you know, or gets caught in his own word salad like Kamala. If he was such a great guy, he should be, you know, he's the, he's the reigning president right now, he should be a shoe-in for re-election. Right. But obvious, and they wouldn't worry about Trump, they wouldn't worry about Kennedy, but they're worried as hell because they know they're going to lose mm-hmm. unless they go ahead. And, you know, this is like the mob. Hey, hey, Rocco's, he's encroaching on our territory. It doesn't matter that we stole it. Somebody do a whack job on that guy and that whack job on that guy, too. This is what we're witnessing. Real life mobs. I'll tell you. In the White um, House. This is, th- did you see him yesterday? The president of Israel uh, was in town. And they were sitting in the White House, you know, in the high back chairs, as they always do in front of the fireplace. And uh, the president of Israel was on one side, the left, and Biden was on the other side. And Biden is talking to the president of Israel, and he nods his head down to his chest, and he's mumbling his answer. Honest to God, folks. Because he was sleeping. Have you ever been in church? And I hate to use that analogy, but you've been in church. And maybe, you know, church comes after Saturday night, so you're there in church because your wife or your girlfriend made you go, you know, and you're there, and you're trying to stay awake, and then all of a sudden, depending on the church service you're in, there's there's some kind of ritual prayer that you go through that you might know by heart. Amen. <laughs> You know, he kind of looked like that. If if you saw the video of uh, yeah. Biden, that's kind of like what he looked like. But it, it's embarrassing because the president of Israel is like three feet from him, and he's looking over at him like, "Is the guy awake?" And then he looks at the camera, and then he looks back at him, going like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, you know, I'm sitting there going, "Yeah." And Joe didn't have his wife there to nudge him in the side I was thinking, like your wife or girlfriend would do in church. I was thinking like, the, the up, president of Israel had to be thinking. I traveled 7,000 miles for this. <laughs> Holy smokes. Anyway, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, she had some uh, thoughts on this whole indictment stuff, this additional indictment from Jack Smith, and she is she doesn't pull any punches. So if you are offended by uh, a few uh, little uh, 
blue uh, words. Uh, you might want to turn this down for the next four minutes or so. Uh, but uh, she is in the halls of Congress, and she's angry. Uh, former President Trump says he received a letter from Jack Smith saying he's a target of a grand jury investigation on January 6th. Do you have a reaction to that? Yeah, it's absolute bullshit. Yeah, that's my reaction. Um, this is the only way that the Democrats have to beat President Trump is to arrest him, smear him, charge him with ridiculous charges, all in a cover-up of Joe Biden's crimes, Hunter Biden's crimes. It's, it's unbelievable. It's hard to even recognize that this is our country. Um, the American people are going to be furious. And, and what Jack Smith is doing is, is the weaponized government. And he's weaponizing the Department of Justice against President Trump in a complete lie about President Trump and January 6th. And it's, it's outrageous. I can't believe our country has to endure this. Um, and I'll be standing with President Trump the entire way. Have you spoken to him since this? I have not spoken with him yet, but I'm sure I'll be talking with him very soon. Given the fact that this is not the first time I've been the target of one of these investigations, do you find this one to be more serious? Yes, I find it to be more serious because the charges they're looking at bringing against him, they arrested people on January 6th. They held them pre-trial. They never let them out on bail. And is, the question that I want to ask Jack Smith, is this the plan? Are they going to arrest President Trump? Trump charge him with phony, fake charges and then hold him in prison while he is winning the Republican primary, while he's going to win the general election in 2024? Is this, is this where our country is now? Because it's an embarrassment on the world stage. If this is the direction America is going in, we are worse than Russia. We are worse than China. We are worse than some of the most corrupt third world countries. And this needs to end. It's an absolute lie. And every single time President Trump has proven innocent time and time and time again. And he'll be proven innocent he, again. He hasn't had a trial, though, right, related to the last indictment. He shouldn't have a trial related to the last indictment. This is ridiculous. The document hoax is nothing but a hoax. And now they're going to try to charge him with some kind of seditious conspiracy on, on January 6th. It's ridiculous. Saying march peacefully, go in peace to the Capitol. How is that seditious conspiracy? It's not. And there's nothing wrong with asking questions about elections. That is exactly what we should do. We should make sure that our elections are safe. We should make sure that we have election integrity. There's nothing wrong with saying, look into this. Was there election fraud? Are you talking specifically about his conversations with officials in Georgia? I'm talking specifically on every single level. He can ask, was there election fraud? I should be able to ask if there's election but fraud. But can he ask them to find a specific amount of votes? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with asking for election fraud. And yeah, he can say, hey, where are these votes? You want to know why? My ex-husband still has not heard from the Georgia Secretary of State of why when he showed up to vote in person in 2020, he was told, I'm sorry, sir, you've already voted by absentee ballot. And he didn't. Then, he had to, then we were called liars. I was called a liar. He was called a liar. Then we had to hire an attorney, do a FOIA request, and prove that no, he never requested an absentee ballot. He never sent in an absentee ballot. He never voted by absentee. So why did the Georgia Secretary of State website have him voting by absentee and he wasn't the only one. He stood in a line of people that all were told the same thing and that was reported all over Georgia. 
There's nothing wrong with asking, hey, where are, are there some votes? What's going on here? What's happening with this, with this election? Because clearly there was election fraud, and we still haven't heard an answer on you, it. You say you haven't talked to the former president. Do you plan to talk to him today after the same? I hope to talk to him soon to express how, how deeply sorry I am for him that the Democrats in Washington and the Department of Justice are weaponized against him because they can't figure out how to win. Democrats can't win on their policies. Their policies are open borders, baby murder, transgender surgeries for children, uh, America last, America last, America last. 300 Americans dying every single day from fentanyl. You can't win an election when that's your policy. What do you Marjorie Taylor Greene, boy, she uh, lets it all hang out during that interview in the hallway of Congress. Uh, and I think she's 100% right. But, I think she should be woman of the year because I like a, a moxie woman that will stand up and uh, yeah. stand up to any man and, and speak her mind and uh, won't back down. You know, it's so, amazing that they they have made it so that if you question, if you question the vote, if you have uh, doubts about the validity of a, any election, you are the problem. You're the troublemaker. What they're trying to do is the fix is in, and they don't want you to question the fix. You know? Yeah, look, if, look the other way, folks. Nothing going on here. As yep. they sit there and light the fuse on. You know, freedom and democracy and the American way, it's in the toilet bowl right now. All you got to do is reach up and flush yourself away because that's where it's going. If we don't stand up and do something, that's not a call to riot, by the mm. way, because that somebody would say it is, but it is a call to action to say, get out, you know, show up at pep rallies and make your voice heard, you know, fly the American flag, you know, and, and do whatever you can show up and vote and vote and vote and take your phones out. And when you vote, record a little thing and post it. Yeah, I'm here and I'm voting for this. You know, um, if you think that we're kind of making all this stuff up, you can't make uh, it up. No, you can't. But uh, if you, for example, are a conservative reporter and you're part of the White House uh, uh, correspondents that click, you're in all the press conference, uh, you risk having your credentials pulled now. Case in point, Fred Lucas, who oh, is, yeah, uh, yeah he is um, with the Daily Signal, he's been a White House correspondent for over 14 years, and uh, now Biden and his crew don't like the questions he's asking, so his credentials are being pulled. Not only will he not be able to go to the press conferences, he won't be allowed on the White House property. So, Wait now, a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Isn't that the people's house? Uh, yeah, but he's not considered a people. He's a conservative. And if you're a conservative oh, yeah. with, with this administration, forget it. All bets are off. This is this is a this is a tyrannical government that we are living under right now. You know, we see this doddering old fool, you know, stumbling along and tripping upstairs and stuff like that, and we think, what damage can he do? President insurmountable, Brian Foxy, yeah. insurmountable damage. This guy is destroying our country, and even if he's vacuous, even if he's in, in dreamland, the people who he has surrounded himself with are commies. I'm going to yeah, say they it. Are. They're commies. They're communist. They may wear a suit and tie. They may look like the average American uh, diplomat, 
but these people are socialist and they are to destroy our country. What we've done is we've got a political system here in a party. The, Russia and uh, the old system, they didn't overthrow our country. We took their stuff and reinvented it, and it's alive and kicking and about to really kick in. And the Democratic Party, it is communism. It is socialism. But it was taken, manipulated, and reinvented by the politicians that you see right now, and you see what's going on before your eyes. We're taking what the Soviet Union has done and bested them. It's like, they, hold, hold our beer. We're going to do it. Hold our yeah. beer. We'll show you how to do this <laughs> exactly. ship here. And that's what we're doing. We, you know, we did it. When we fall, we did it to ourselves. So we just told you, you about a, a, cons a conservative uh, reporter who lost his credentials or is losing his credentials. And now word is that... Uh, the tyranny continues with this administration. Uh, the federal government has confiscated the phones of Boris Epstein, oh, M yes. Mike Roman, John Eastman, who was the president's lawyer, and Jeffrey Clark. All these people were part of the inner circle of the Trump administration, and uh, their phones have been taken. Three By years later. Yeah, yeah, they're taking them. There's like uh, they got a hit list of 20 or more people in his inner circle or taking the phones. Now you might sit there and go, well, there's nothing on my phone. Well, there's a lot on your phone because what they can do is take what you were talking about and take excerpts. And all of a sudden what you said is entirely different. We talked yesterday about AI voices that they're already using in commercials. The GOP is using it to take down Trump and they, there's no telling what they can do. So when you have a phone, even if you sit there, you're going to have to do a lot to sit there and get rid of the information on it beyond yeah. to Hillarize it because, you know, she bleached it and all of that. But most of your information now goes to a cloud anyway, yeah. automatically backs up whether you want to or not. That's true. So you might have wiped out that phone, but somewhere out there in Nether Netherland is every everything that you said, every text that you answered, every email that you sent, every picture you downloaded, whatever you've done, it is there, and that is wrong. So where is this going, you may ask? Where is this going? I mean, heck, between yesterday's program and today, all this stuff has happened. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going in, in uh, breakneck speed, and they're trying to destroy not just President Trump. They're trying to destroy his followers, too. Trust me, if they can destroy Trump, if they can demoralize the movement, they have succeeded. And that's exactly what they are trying to do. They're trying to bring you down, me down, and the president down. They're doing a damn good job, too. I mean, it's, it's almost to a point, if we don't get organized and do something, then it's beyond this show. You know, well, but it, it's, everybody's it, got to get involved. It is depressing. I don't know, for example, let's say hypothetically, let's, let's just do some uh, playing around here with some ideas. Let's say we got together and all sent messages to our congressmen. I don't think this administration would give a damn. I think if every person who is a Trump supporter voiced their opposition to what's happening, I think they would flip the fickle finger of fate in our direction. Because I don't think they give a rat's whatever 
uh, we about what about we think. We talked about it earlier. The, the, the Romneys of the world say if American people want, you know, America justice, first. Yeah. 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 Forget about America. It's not first, not in their mind. So, you know what? It makes sense. Well, I'll send a letter to my congressman. I'll get some action. Calling all patriots. Think outside of the box. Your congressman may be woke. Have you? No, ever, no not maybe. And, he is. And have probably you? Have you wondered chance. why so many of these hearings and so many of these are, have no effect? I mean, we hear a lot of uh, bluster, a lot of uh, you know, uh, a lot of great comments from very conservative. We think uh, politicians. We all get get a, an optimistic feeling like something good's going to happen, and then we're constantly, constantly let down. Nothing yeah. happens. Nothing happens. And I think to myself, what good are they? What good? Are, you know, we have all these hearings where the, they bring these guys like Christopher Ray up in front, and they prove that the guy is a lying sack of whatever, Julia, and what happens? Absolutely, positively nothing. They talk about impeaching. I got a cut here. They talk about impeaching uh, Merrick Garland. You know, and that's going to happen real soon. Well, let's say Congress impeaches him. You think the Senate's going to go along with it with the, with the no. clowns they have in the Senate? Nothing's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of wind. A lot of wind. In the meantime, they will indict President Trump like in lightning speed. They will do everything they can in lightning speed to destroy the MAGA movement and, and make your world a lot worse off. So, you know, in all honesty, I, I do fear, I do fear for our country because there, there's an element, and I, I really feel it's out there. It's not an old guy like me or a younger guy like you. But I know it's not a, neither one of us are yeah, old. We're all, but don't we're worry all, yeah. about us. But there are a lot of people who are in their uh, the prime of their life who are big MAGA supporters who have had it up to their the top of their heads. You know, they have had it with what's happening. And I'm afraid that they're pushing our country uh, towards violence. I mean, I don't know whether I, I, I'm talking right now. I'm saying what you're thinking. I know you've thought about it. I know yeah. you've thought about it. This is This is something which is... It's a it's a scary time. It's a scary time for our country. We may be headed towards a civil war. And I, I don't know a civil war with the with the technology we have today, with the weaponry we have today. We're not talking about muskets that single fire and you have to, you know, put the the mini ball in and prime it and all that stuff. No, no, we're talking about we're talking about a whole different type of civil war. It, it could it could it could destroy our country, it could destroy the United States. But but this administration seems to want this. They seem to want to push us. If they were if they were thinking about you and me, they wouldn't be throwing all these extra indictments at at, at our political candidate, the leader of our party. They'd be trying to uh, handle it in a dignified and professional way. But no. These guys, they want to piss us off. Pardon mm -hmm. my French. I'm sorry I said it like that, but it's it's the only way. They want to piss us off. And that's the worst thing you've ever said. I know. I, I'm, God I, bless I, you. I'm going to feel terrible about this. I, I hate to stepping over that boundary. My apologies. I didn't mean to offend you. But it's the truth. The other side wants to see us angry. They want to see our side angry.
you know? And uh, I don't know where this is going to go. I, I have grandchildren. You know, I have grandchildren who I love dearly. And what kind of world are they, walk, are they walking into? They should have all of the dreams that I had and, and better ones. They should have a world of, of brightness and happiness. And this clown and his fools in, the, in Washington are out to destroy the greatest country we've ever seen on this planet. Without a shadow of a doubt, one of the greatest countries, they're going to destroy this experiment called the United States of America, and they will do it with pleasure because they're marching toward it now. Mm -hmm. They are. You know, there's a whistleblower that's um, going to testify today, you know, about everything that's uh, gone on with uh, Biden, yeah. Biden and Hunter. And, you know, we've always, we've all heard, well, you know, they got $10 million. And I guess right now people are going out $10 million when you got a multi, you know what, 40 knocking on the door of 50 mm -hmm. trillion here in no time debt, national debt, 10 million. Uh, that seems yeah. like chump change. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. chump change. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, That's a long weekend no. in Vegas. According to this whistleblower. No, 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 no. 10 million. No. 20 yeah. million. No. 30 million. Eh, no. 40, 50. Well, You're talking about the money they're talking uh, seriously. Yeah, the money up to a hundred million bucks, even more. Now is here's what the they question. In. Here's the question: Will it make a difference? Well, okay. Here is the answer. Uh, apparently, the FBI counseled ex-FBI agent in the art to cover up to decline to answer a House, uh, you know, committee uh, questions against Hunter Biden, and his the letter was to this guy, abide by your obligations. Obligations to whom? But okay. Wait, uh, so, under the law and department policy. So Forget about the, the law. FBI is supposed to... They, they have their own set of rules. They're obstructing justice. Exactly. And that is the word-for-word word quote. Abide by your obligations under the law and department policy. Department policy means nothing if it's breaking the law. To refrain from disclosing information. I heard they're trying to get the chief, one of the chief witnesses not to testify from the FBI. Right. So I'm sitting there going, the FBI, and I said it the other day, do away with that department. Now I'm thoroughly convinced if uh, we do get a righteous regime back in the White House, Trump, or if they take him out, we got to find somebody that will do it. And we take Biden before he dies and lock him up. Take his yeah. son, lock him up. Take the doctor, lock her up. Take the FBI, go ahead and prosecute each one of them. And if they've been found out to be treasonous, lying or anything, do what you have to do. You know what's amazing is as, as, as you say that, I happen to agree with you, but I, but as you say that, I, um, there are people who believe liberals out there who think that you're talking nonsense. And if anybody Propaganda. if anybody belongs in jail, it's Donald Trump. Hey, these are the well, people, by the way. It. These are the people. Some of them are well meaning, but these are the people who have literally paid little attention to what's going on in this world. They have no clue as to what's happening around them. They think that, uh, you know, they're, they're liberals uh, and they're Democrats for life, actually. They're, they're people who are 
just I'm a Democrat and I don't I don't believe that. No, that's nonsense. And then they don't pay attention. I would yeah. I would suggest if you are one of these people, spend a month, take a month of your life, read the paper, read the stories, look around, see what's happening to the borders. My God, the borders alone, the border problem alone should make you walk away from that party because that party controls the border and they have destroyed it. If you are one of these clowns that thinks it's good to have these people, do you know what they're doing in Massachusetts? The governor of Massachusetts is asking the residents of Massachusetts if you have an extra room, uh, an empty room in your house, bring in an illegal. Let them stay in your house. Now, mind you, these are unvetted people. You don't know what their background is. They could be convicted felons or murderers. No problem. Come on. You got an empty room. Bring him in. And the other thing is this. Once they get into your room, once they get into your house, try getting them out down the oh, they road. they have rights then. Oh, yeah, exactly. and you know what? They ask you at first. You know, that's like, uh, you know, a bank robber walking in. Yes, give me all the money in your cash register. Yep. No, I'm not going to do that. They pull out the gun. That's the next thing. Yeah. She, you know... We've talked about her before, that she was actually not the nice little girl that everybody thought, you know, and now she's showing her Who, colors. Laura Healy? Yeah. Yeah, the governor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that and then uh, the mayor of uh, oh, uh, Boston, oh, too. Oh, you're, t- you're talking about the, the uh, what's her name? Uh, I can't think I of forget. I, I want to say woo, but that's not Yeah, it. I think uh, it is. It may be woo. Anyway, yeah, I know you're talking about the mayor of Boston. Uh, yeah. it, I, we can't remember it, but you can look it up. Uh, I think her name, her last name is Wu. Um, yeah, the only reason I remember that name is I had a dentist, very good dentist when I was a kid and his name was Dr. Wu. And I was always, <laughs> you know, go, I'm going to Dr. Wu. So. <laughs> well, um, I think we're in a, in a, a dire strait right now. We're in a, we're right on the verge of something really bad happening. I think, I, I don't know how. I don't know how our side, meaning the the conservative side, can rectify it uh, because every move that the conservatives take that is legal, uh, the Democrats and the left seems to counter with an illegal move. I mean, mm-hmm. the the mere fact they're going to indict the 45th president of the United States again, I mean, the, the mere fact that they have no concern that he's a former president. There's no more dignity for the office. But mark mark my word, if Trump gets in, if he lives to the presidency and if he gets in, and that is my sincere hope, you know, he can also be elected, by the way, if he's in jail. And I think right now he would be elected in jail. And at that point he'll be freed. And when he and so, but when, if he turns around and goes after Biden, if he goes after uh, corrupt people, players from the left. Watch how the media reacts. He's using the office for retribution. He's using the office to uh, to clear his name by going after innocent people like uh, President Biden, who is, of course, infirmed. I mean, you'll hear all this crap from from uh, the media, the stuff, and you hear nothing now. You're almost hearing stories like, well. He kind of deserves his stories, you know, meaning Trump. Um, well, 
two, two different. Got, go ahead, Bill. I was going to say, I have a prediction. Mm-hmm. Because if they indict him, they throw him in jail, I think he'll win the office from jail. Now, the only way he wouldn't win the office from jail would be if the Democrats do what they do. If they, they sit there and they fear something, and they kind of would have a heads up here going, we need to change that law, and we need to make it retroactive. We'll take it back a few years and uh, post-date it back. Well, so I, they would do something that, like that, change the law to where the votes, if you voted for him, would be nullified, yep. and he can't, he can't legitimately run and uh, be president. You know, They'll I would change that law, I and that's going to happen. I would have told you that can happen, but I look around at all of these, and I believe they are, corrupt judges who are out there who have peppered around our landscape in this country. I mean, we have these ridiculous rulings. You look at these rulings coming out, and you say, this is a slam dunk for our side, and then some leftist, you know, justice somewhere or, or you know, federal judge somewhere mm-hmm. will, will come out with a, a decision that is from another planet, and that's it, you know. Well, I'll make another prediction then, and that is if they're going to do that, the only other thing that they can do, that should be the final straw that lets you know that something else is going to happen. You'll see uh, rhino Republicans threatening and then jumping from the party because the next person in line after they lock him up and change the laws is you, the conservative, Mm -hmm. the the deniers. Oh, sure. They'll cross that line over and say, well, the other threat out there are the independents that can swing either way. Let's take them out. Say goodbye to podcasts like this, folks. I mean, well, well, we would be done before the, but they're going to start. Mar- they're, 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 the Democrats are lining up. Now, I'm just saying this, mm-hmm. but it's it's pretty obvious that with, with what they're doing, there's only two or three more steps, and they're not going to be knocking at your door. They're going to be kicking it down in the middle of the night, and you might go, yeah, well, I've heard the podcast, but uh, I'm an independent. Yeah. I, I, I don't you're, do anything. You're going to see guys Shut like up, buddy. You're gone. You're going to see guys like Joe Rogan. His show will be off the air. You're going to see Tucker Carlson's Carlson's show will be off the air. I You'll mean, see them being taken away in shackles. They're going to take you away in shackles. You got kids? They're going to take them and program them. This is this is sorry. This is sad stuff, folks. But uh, and you may say, oh, you're being over. Dramatic. We are the new. We we we've got the new communist party here. The the bigger, better, reinvented communist party. It's in D.C. and it starts with a D. Yeah, this is not the party that I was. I was once a Democrat. I'm talking about back in the '70s. I was a Democrat. I, I my family was Democratic. I was Democratic. That's how it worked. I was from Massachusetts, yeah. and then Rhode Island. You know, it, these are states that are solid Democrat. You were amongst friends, and I was a Democrat. And it was with Ronald Reagan that I started to actually think about politics and what I believed in. And when well, here's I, another, when I, and when, when I did some serious uh, soul searching, political soul searching, I realized I had nothing in common with Jimmy Carter and his like and his ilk. And I had everything in common with guys like Ronald Reagan. Everything Ronald Reagan said was something I would have wanted to, to have said myself. And that's how I started to change. And, and you know, it's, it, this progression has continued on. Let me say one thing. Religious freedom, divisive agenda. 
That's all it's there for is just to divide. That's why they make hay of it. Uh, you talk about um, uh, the racial war. It's a divisive issue. Uh, you talk about, oh, transgenders, they're all the news right now, and their rights and LGBTQ. Oh, no, that's just a divisive thing. Abortion rights. They don't care about that. As a matter of fact, when they get what they want, one party, one control, those freedoms that they tout, they touted out there, oh, and the paid-off school, free everything. Forget about it. That is all off the table once they get what they want. That's true. Think about this, friends. They've thrown so many issues out that and made them divisive issues that we wouldn't have even considered to be issues uh, five years ago, three years ago. I mean, all of a sudden, we're arguing amongst ourselves about whether whether guys can use the women's bathroom, whether w- guys can compete in women's athletics. These are things that have all, they become major divisive issues in our country thanks to the left. They do this, they do this to to muddy the waters, to make to infuriate the sides, to make it so that we're angry with each other. Do you know? And if we're fighting about all these separate little things, we're not watching them destroy the big things. Do you know this is this is a terrible time right now that we're living in. You know, I was reading I was thinking about the Ghislaine Maxwell um, case, mm-hmm. that should have been, under normal situations, that should have been live, live wall-to-wall coverage on the cable news networks. They should have had cameras all over the place. They should have had, even if the judge said no cameras in the room, they should have had cameras in the hallway. They should have had reporters everywhere coming rushing out of the, the courtroom with the latest information. Nothing. It was it was as quiet as quiet can be, and all of a sudden she was in jail, and that was it. And as far as other participants in Epstein Island, mums the word. Their secret was safe with the state. Now Ghislaine Maxwell is so afraid of her living conditions in the federal prison she's in right now, she has stopped taking showers. She has stopped taking showers. She won't take a shower for fear that somebody will shiv her, you know, knife her with a, a mm-hmm. sharpened uh, toothbrush or something in the shower. She, is, she, she wants to be moved to a safer federal prison someplace. But they don't care because they would, pr- they would prefer that she die in prison. Because mm-hmm. if she dies in prison... The secret is even safer. I mean, look what happened to Jeffrey Epstein. You think he committed suicide? No, 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 no. no You're he dreaming. Didn't commit suicide. Look, what they did was evil and wrong. But you know, now they're the victim of their own demise. I guess you know they uh, they got in bed with the wrong people. My question is, where does this all go? Are we are we racing towards a brick wall, and it's right down the road? Are we rapidly accelerating towards? a dead end with a brick wall? Uh, is our country doomed? I mean, I hate to sound so fatalistic, but I, I, you know, I pray that Trump gets in. I think he could rectify uh, the problem, but I, I think that the deep state is so deep and so rooted and so strong that it may not be as simple as uh, we had hoped. You know, that's, you know, you know, Dr. Fauci, 
Tony Fauci. Yeah, I've right? heard of that. I've yeah, heard of that Dr. guy. Hey, didn't he? Didn't he like you know invent this uh, virus? Yeah, that, you uh, do know that he that targets certain types of people. He's retired right now, supposedly. Uh, Dr. Fauci, yeah, I'm retired. But you know, he's still walking around with uh, with security. Armed federal security still protect him. He still is limoed wherever he goes. Listen to this. This is from the uh, Jesse Waters show. So now we've proven that Dr. Fauci is getting around-the-clock security provided by the U.S. Marshals. That means they station someone outside his house, the limousines take him wherever he needs to go to the airport. Why, if he's not in government anymore, would he get this? So we've been hearing these rumors. He announced his retirement, and then somebody said, oh, well, he still comes into the office periodically, and he still has his security detail, and we're like, how come? He's not—he's no longer working. So we asked HHS early in the summer, we said, is he still working, and does he have his limo, and does he have a driver, and does he have a security detail? Well, HHS actually came back to us and said they haven't been paying for it since January. But then we discovered that Fox uh, did a Freedom of Information Act, and a judge forced them to say that, well, while HHS wasn't directly funding it, the U.S. Marshals were funding it. So can you imagine, we asked the government, are you funding his limo and his driver and his security detail? And they say, oh, we're not doing it. Oh, but somebody else is doing it, and then we're reimbursing them. So it's a terrible uh, example of the government lying to its representatives and to the people, but also, why is a retired guy? The only retired official I know of that gets this kind of treatment is a former president. So I I have no idea why this bureaucrat still has a limo driver, security detail, and we we want to know, does he still get legal representation? Because I think he may need that eventually, but he's a rich man. His wealth increased by 30% during the pandemic. I think he ought to pay for his own security detail and his own legal defense if he needs one. His wealth increased by 30% during uh. the pandemic. <laughs> Figure that one out, folks. Oh. Figure that one out. You know, and there are people... Whether you believe that uh, they did the right, I saw a post from a, a whacktard liberal friend of mine down mm-hmm. south, you know, from 2020 about Trump denying the the virus and all of this. He's an idiot, this and that. Well, now we know he was right. Yeah, and it, everything that he was saying is and was true. So why she reposted that and then saying? Boy, we sure miss you, Nancy. Nancy was oh, the biggest lion bitch queen there was of <laughs> yeah. D.C. She's a bitch queen of hey, D.C. Hey, all I can tell you about Nancy is uh, she made, uh, uh, what, uh, about 150 grand a year, 200 grand a year as a, as a uh, representative, and she left the office a multi-multi-millionaire. So, because her, her husband invested in stocks based on insider information from her, and um, we can't hey, prove that, but there's uh, a lot of speculation that you're well, right. Well, it wasn't bedroom talk because apparently he talked to guys with, you know, uh, <laughs> never mind. That's true. Hey, um, did you hear about the guy in Kentucky? What? He was digging around. Uh, in, oh, I uh, did, yes. On the field, finds old coins worth two hundred or $2 million. Oh, my gosh. I wish I had yeah. a field like that to to dig around in, you know. Two million dollars dollars worth of gold coins. They didn't give it out his name or his exact no, no. location, which I think is a smart move. I'm not worried about it. I'm going to win the lottery tonight. So, which one? <sighs> which one? Because I got tonight's uh, Powerball in the oh, bag. You think you do? Yeah, it's, no, no, it's no. mine. This is I'm my in money. a pull. I'm in a pull. Yeah, you know. Well, I hope you know, keep we, swimming, we, pal. Keep swimming because I'm going to win the big one, a billion 
dollars. A billion dollars. I'm in the pool. We got. You know what's going to happen if I win? If I win a billion, and then I got other tickets on my own. Uh, if I win a, bil- a if I win a billion dollars, seriously, I will probably hey, right have now, a heart attack and die, and I'll never, I'll never get a chance yeah, to spend right it. Right now, with lottery tickets, I am living the fool's dream. Uh, <laughs> that's true. You know, that's true. When you when you own the ticket and hasn't been drawn yet, you're you, a winner until you find out otherwise. That's exactly right, and you. You spend your your idle time thinking about how you'll invest your many millions of dollars. <laughs> we won't dig into this, but this story just in, Matt Gate, uh, Gates? Yep. Gates. Gates. Anyway, uh, yeah, Gates. I always get that backwards. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, introducing legislation, or he's going to introduce legislation to defund Jack Smith's witch hunt against President Trump. Well, he better now, do it damn fast. Apparently he's doing it today, but you know what? The result of that will tell you the true colors of some of the buzzards that are flying around in D.C. Yes, and you know, I'm, let's say hypothetically he's successful and they pull the funding on Jack Smith. Watch what Biden does. He yeah, will, he will do an executive order funding the fund continuation. It. You watch. And then that, if that doesn't dot the I and cross the T that this guy is using his political sway to win the White House, well, then, you know what? You're a communist, too. Anyway, yeah. uh, you still getting smoke uh, where you are from uh, the Canadian forest fires? Uh, yeah, we still get some of that. You know, yeah. the old saying, smoke them if you got them. We don't have to here. We got the smoke naturally. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. I, don't I, know what's I, in it. I but. quit smoking years ago, but it seems like I'm smoking again, whether I like it yeah, or not. You picked the habit back up, didn't you? You, you know, but it's become... It's becoming normal now. The new normal is to go outside and to see a haze in the sky. And you just figure out, well, it's... Hazy day. day. <laughs> oh, thank you, Spanky and our gang. <laughs> hey, look at... lazy day. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But it, it works. It works, Billy. It was a bit of a stretch, but it works. Anyway, my friend, uh, that is just about going to do it for uh, today's program. If you want to contact us, our phone number is 833 what was that number one more time? I want to write 833 Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got it. You got oh, it? Oh, it's my turn, right? It's your turn. Ma- mail at itsanotherday.com. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you can send your dollar bills to mail at it's. No, you can't send mail. You can't do that. Over. Dang no. it. But you can write us anyway and tell us how. Send how us your winning are. lottery tickets. How's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give us your numbers. And uh, your accolades are always appreciated, too. Yep. Mail at itsanotherday.com. There you go. Hey, uh, have yourself a wonderful day. If you would, Bill, uh, you can take us out of here as you normally do. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom. CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. 
seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?